tells the sun to rise every morning Colors the sky with the shades of his glory Wakes us with mercy and love Jesus does Who holds the orphan Comforts the widow Cries for injustice Feels every sorrow Carries the pain of his children Jesus does So we sing praise to the Father Who gave us the Son Praise to the Spirit Who's living in us When I was a sinner He saved me from
Amen, ladies and gentlemen. That is what Jesus does. Give us a rumble and a share if you agree. Jesus does a lot of amazing things, doesn't he? He does a lot of amazing, wonderful, and great things um, for our lives. And I don't know how I could cope without him. I really don't. I, <laughs> You guys know, and I tell you all the time, uh, nobody falls off the narrow path more than I do. And without uh, Jesus and his presence and his the relationship that I have with him, um, I wouldn't know. I was just praying before the show. You know, I always pray and ask God to be a good messenger for him. I always pray and ask God before every Rise Up show to make sure that I just kind of leave it all to him, rely on the Holy Spirit, and that I'm just a good conduit for his message. I don't have an agenda other than to speak the word of God, to speak the good news, to preach the good news as much as I can, go through scripture to talk about my own journey with, with, with Jesus. And, um, and so right before the show, I just said, without you, I wouldn't know joy and I wouldn't know peace and I wouldn't know love and compassion and, and kindness and the right righteous decisions to make. I just wouldn't know it. Uh, Larry just said, said something amazing. He said, I need handrails on the path. Larry, that's amazing. Kong and Arthur, Texas. Both of you just donated $10. Kong says, good morning. The best fellowship out there. Thank you, God, for speaking through Jeremy and us. And Arthur, now that he's back and well-rested, says, we bought our airline tickets to go home. I have not seen our home in the Philippines since Thanksgiving of 2019. Anna's just scared to be in the USA right now. So many illegals here right now. Well, Larry, we thank you for helping and fighting for our country. Uh, Kong, thank you. Thank you both for donating. As you guys know, we very much rely on our Rumble Rants for many things. One, to have a producer here because, you know, it was never it was never fit into the, um, you know, the donation budget or the sponsor budget. Uh, and two, so, so that we can always keep our Slurp Fund, you know, replenished. Um, I, if you guys want to help today, you're more than welcome to, but I, um, one of our brothers is in need of help right now. His name is Chris Lartz. He's in the, uh, he's in the chat and he need, he had a GoFundMe. Um, and I, I, I can't stand GoFundMe, but some people, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but I just think they're an evil corporation. Either way he needed, you know, to raise $1,500 for his son's memorial who passed away. And most of you guys know that in this chat. Um, so he had only 200 and some odd dollars raised. So we just, I just told him last night that I'm going to release $1,300 from the slurp fund to help him with his son's memorial. No parent should have to bury their child and no parent should have to worry about a memorial for their child. Um, but I just wanted to let you guys know if you guys want to help out in any way, you're more than welcome to. And if you can't, no problem at all. That's why we have a slurp fund and that's why it's there. So, uh, Chris, you know, we love you, brother. And even this morning when I was talking to you and you were in tears, I was crying too. And I said to myself, um, I said to myself, I was thinking of my son and I was thinking about having to, you know, see him off to the afterlife. And I was thinking about not, not him not being here. And I was also thinking about not having enough money to bury him or give him a proper memorial that he needs and that he deserves and I just was brought to tears, you know, and I was, I was bawling in the bathroom this morning, uh, Chris. I was bawling in the bathroom. 
by myself, away from everybody else. And I just, I, you know, I know there's so many people that watch Rise Up, uh, you know, that probably are in the same situation. And uh, we're honored to be able to help you, my friend. We love you. So, folks, today's show is titled No Excuses. You have the map and the instructions. And I know that's easier said than done. But God gives us every bit of every bit of everything that we need. He gives us everything and we choose as people whether to receive it or whether not to receive it. Thank you, KC22, and thank you, Kitten. God bless you for that. God bless you for helping Chris. I, I grew up with Chris. I, uh, I knew him very well. I haven't seen him in years, but I knew him very well, and I couldn't even imagine. Thank you all very much. We appreciate you. Um, again, folks, no excuses. God gives us every opportunity. He gives us every pathway. He gives us every warning sign. He gives us every instruction booklet. He gives us every piece of advice. He puts people in our lives to help us. He does everything for us. It is us that ultimately decide whether or not to take the opportunities that God is providing for us or not. Whether to take the help and the assistance and the advice that God is providing for us through people in our lives or not. It's us. Just like God doesn't damn or send any of us to hell. He gives us all a choice. And he gives us the better part of 100 years if we're lucky. Of course, we have no idea when our time is. Chris knows that all too well right now with the passing of his son. So again, you're not promised tomorrow. So, you, so you're not promised 100 years. But I say the, the average person has the better part of a lifetime, whatever that means, to prepare for that moment. God does not tell you you're banned to hell. You have that opportunity to get yourself out of that Judgment gives us everything. So we have no excuse. We have no excuse. And I'm just seeing the money, the $20 donations coming in, the $10 donations coming in. This is incredible. It's incredible how we help each other out. I've never seen anything like it. Rise Up is truly special. So if you're just joining in, please do me the ever so kind favor of... Liking this video, when we say rumble this video, it just means a thumbs up. If you guys are still confused on what rumble this video means, because trust me, there are still people that are confused. All that means is liking the video, and you can only do it once. You can't keep rumbling. If you're under the impression that you can keep rumbling, what you're doing is you're taking your rumble away every time you do it. Okay? So please rumble this video. Refresh the video to make sure that your rumble counted. It's just right below there. It's just a thumbs up. It's got to be green. And please share the link. Everybody says, how do I spread the gospel? This is about the easiest way for you to spread the gospel. There's 800 people in here watching right now. If we actually had 800 shares, there would be 2,400 people watching right now. I know some of you are afraid to do it. I'm sure some of you don't know how to do it. But I'm going to make it easy for you. I'm going to take the link of this show. And I'm not only going to put it in the chat, in the live chat. By the way, if you can't live chat, it means that you do not have a Rumble account. Okay? I just put them in there, and now I'm going to put that in the lower portion as well. So now in the lower portion, below the video, where people can leave permanent comments, 
The link is down there. Please do that today as we go to the Lord in prayer. Let's do that now. Our Father who art in heaven, thank you so very much for giving us the opportunity to come together and to instruct each other, guide each other, give advice to each other, hold each other's hands, hug each other. This is what Jesus instructed us to do, Lord, to be brothers and sisters, children of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, together, in fellowship, in worship, together, in congregation, together, to be there for one another. God says love uh, covers a multitude of sins. And most of us don't even have the level of love in our own immediate families that we see and witness and experience here in the LFA family, and, and particularly on this Rise Up Godcast. Lord, you provide a way. You not only provide a way, you prepare a path. You prepare a path. You give instructions. You offer advice. And you also put out your hand in order for us to grasp your hand and hold it tightly so that we never, ever go astray. Lord, please give us the ability to just accept all of this as a free gift. So many people are turning their back against everything that I just laid out. And it's free. And people still turn their back on that. People would rather learn the hard way than take the easy road, which you offer. Lord, you help make our paths straight. You lower our mountains and our obstacles that are in our way. And trusting in your guidance is the only way to joy, peace, mercy, grace, and understanding. We thank you for that today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys ever heard of Paul Revere? If you're an American, you should know who he is. Thank you, Shelly Rose. Thank you, Hardison. Thank you, N. Fristet. Thank you very much, J.L. Jazz, T. Mitchell. Thank you for all your donations for Chris and his family. You guys all know who Paul Revere is? Shivi says, I've been sharing on Telegram, Frank Social, Truth, Facebook, Getter, and Rumble. That's what we're talking about. Don't know how you can share on Rumble. I don't think it has a share feature on Rumble, but we very much appreciate you. That is how you spread the gospel. So you guys have heard of Paul Revere. Paul Revere said, the British are coming. The British are coming. And he warned people, giving them a head start, helping them prepare for what was coming, helping them prepare and maybe flee if they needed to, to protect their families. The British are coming. The British are coming. The British are coming. Everybody in America should know who Paul Revere is. I don't think they teach it in public school anymore, but they used to back in the day. I consider LFA TV to be a modern day Paul Revere, like somebody just said in the chat. But how about we go back in time? What about the prophet Jeremiah? What about Jesus of Nazareth? What about John the Baptist? They were versions of, or I should say biblical versions of Paul Revere, warning you of the troubles that were coming, warning you of the evil that was coming, but also giving you advice, giving you answers, and giving you instructions 
on how to navigate through what was coming. And many people did seek out John the Baptist. People were coming to the wilderness seeking out John the Baptist by the thousands for years. Some out of curiosity, which we'll talk about in the verse of the day today. Some out of, some out of just trying to find him so they could stand together and mock him. And some were seeking truthful answers to their questions about what should we do to be holy, to be made right in the eyes of God. And John the Baptist not only gave them answers, but he didn't mince his words either. John the Baptist was not known to be a very snowflake kind of uh, guy, meaning that he gave you very candid answers. That's how John the Baptist was remembered. That's what was written about him. He gave very candid answers. He wasn't this guy to say, well, here's, we're, here to, we're here to make everybody feel better today. We're out here in the wilderness preaching the word of God to help you feel better. No, he gave you very candid instructions on what you should do. People came from miles around. John the Baptist, they thought he was the Messiah. He not only warned them about what was coming. Oh, thank you, Liz Bowman. God bless you, Majorva. Thank you. He not only warned the people of what was coming. He told them what they definitely had to do in preparation for this. Some people listened. Some people did not. Some people would rather learn the hard way. Same rings true for today. So many people would rather learn the hard way than to take elders' advice, to take their parents' advice, to take suggestions and instructions from people who have been through it before. Thank you, CQ. God bless you. Ray says she's here for a minute. Starts her new job yesterday. Well, Ray, we love you. God bless you. Thank you for stopping in. Thank you very much. Please share while you're here and rumble the video. We know it's summertime. We know people are working. But we would really love to see 1,500 people listening to the word of God in here. So that's why we ask for share so much. I want to read the verse of the day today. And then I'll get to one minute prayer for dads. The verse of the day today, I said, good morning, how are you? This morning, God gave me a verse that made me think of Paul Revere. That's why I mentioned that this morning. He warned the colonists that the British were coming very brave and very swiftly. He warned everybody in proper time to get them prepared for what was headed their way. Sound familiar? John the Baptist, Jesus of Nazareth, Prophet Jeremiah, etc. They all did something similar in a biblical fashion. They told you of a great calamity to come. Let's talk about that today because we should listen to the warnings, folks. The warning signs are there and we would do best to listen to them. Okay? They do come in handy. Now, verse of the day today comes from Luke 3, 10 through 14. Again, Luke 3, 10 through 14. And the crowds asked him, what then shall we do? And he answered them, whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none. And whoever has food is to do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, collect no more than you are authorized to do so. 
And he said to them, do not extort money from anyone by threats or by false accusation. And be content with your wages. Now, this sounds all too familiar, folks. How many times have your elders told you about something that would happen to you if you make the wrong decision in your life? How many times have you been warned about something, but instead of heeding the advice, you would rather find out the hard way? Come on, be honest. I'm one of those people. In my whole life, I'd rather find out the hard way than take the advice of the elders. How stupid. What a dumb thing to do. Right? Go ahead, admit it if you're one of those people. Or how about this one? Does this sound familiar? How many of you had given advice to people in order to help them, but they ignore your advice or your instructions time and time again, but yet they still come back to you for advice? Do you get upset? How many times have you said, I'm not even going to tell you anymore because every time I give you advice, you don't take it anyway. How many times have you have felt that pain? Trying to help somebody else out, but they just don't take your advice and yet they keep coming and they say, what should I do? And you go, I'm, I'm not going to tell you anymore. I'm just not going to tell you anymore because you don't listen anyway. We've all been on both sides of that coin. Amen. I know I have. Folks, the warning signs are always right out in the open. Always. The direction you need is always right under your nose. Always. The instructions to complete a task or get you out of a rough or bad situation are always in your possession. Now that we've established that, let me ask you a question. Why do so many of us ignore it all and still make the wrong decision anyway? Why do we do that? These people came to John the Baptist in the wilderness for a reason. Some for curiosity, some to mock and make fun, but most came because their hearts told them to do so. God guided them to a man in the middle of nowhere in order to hear the good news and get them ready for the Messiah and to be part of changing the world forever. The Holy Spirit guided them to John where they then were able to ask questions about their lives and how they should act moving forward. John gave them very precise and very simple instructions at the same time as being humbled enough to reassure them that he was not the Messiah and that he isn't even fit to untie the sandals of the one to come. Now, I just thought of something in real time that I'm going to kind of veer off of this verse of the day and kind of touch on here. Now, I always tell you that I identify with Paul, formerly as Saul, the one who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. I always tell you that I identify with Paul. But I very much identify with John the Baptist when it comes to this topic right here. And let me tell you why and how. Okay? John the Baptist was giving people very simple instructions on what they should do moving forward. But he also, like I said, was humbled enough to tell them, I'm not even fit to untie or tie the sandal of the one who is to come. The one that I am talking about, 
I'm not even fit to be in his presence, let alone tie his sandal or untie his sandal, let alone baptize him. How many times have you heard me say on this very show, why am I here? I don't even have this much of what Jesus has. How am I qualified or picked or chosen to be one of many people on this earth to be in a position to preach the good news to you? When I am guilty of breaking it all the time, when I am guilty of falling off that narrow path all the time, when I am guilty of sin all the time, why am I qualified? How am I qualified to preach the gospel to you every day? I don't get it. The only answer that I have for you, yes, John was the cousin of Jesus. You are right. The only answer I have for you is that these people of this time thought the same thing that I'm thinking right now today, which lets me know that I'm right where I need to be. John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus Christ, the man who baptized Jesus, the man who spent years in the wilderness bringing people to God, himself said, I am not qualified to be here to do this. But here I am. And then I remembered the song that you hear as you're waiting to watch this show every day on the pre-video here on Rumble. And it says this, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. And ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. But in that song, is a verse that I will never forget for the rest of my life. And once I heard it, it's at the forefront of my brain every day. Well, Moses had stage fright. And David brought a rock to a sword fight. And you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen. And you changed the world. And the moral of the story is, everybody's got a purpose. So when I hear that devil start talking to me, saying, who do you think you are? I say, I'm just a nobody. So my point is, he picked 12 outsiders that nobody would have ever chosen to change the world. The disciples. He chose Paul. Paul, who murdered Christians, murdered them by his own hand. Who knows how many he murdered? Who knows how many he unjustly put in prison? Who knows how many he ordered to be beaten and excommunicated from society? Yet he wrote two-thirds of the, new, of the New Testament. And a lot of people look at me and they say, you claim to be a Christian, but yet you get angry and you shake your fist and you tell people that they're wrong. And you're not loving and kind. I think people have a very skewed perception of what a child of God and a Christian, especially one that is a soldier for the Gospels, is supposed to be. 
Again, I don't remember John the Baptist, any writings about him out there going, okay, everybody, today we're going to do arts and crafts, and hopefully when it's all said and done, you have a little bit of better spirit about yourself. You got a little bit of better pep in your step. No, he told people what they were doing wrong. And you don't think, you don't think that, that, that John the Baptist did wrong? Of course he did. You don't think that Paul did wrong? Of course he did. You don't think that the disciples did wrong every day? Of course they did. They even fought over who was going to be closer to Jesus every day. And he looked at them like children. The world would like everyone to think that to be a Christian, you have to be this perfect, spotless, not guilty of anything, never get angry, very well-composed, do-nothing-wrong, suit-and-tie kind of guy. Couldn't be any more from the truth. And that's why you always hear, well, that person claims to be a Christian. Oh, and they call themselves a Christian. Those people have no idea what it even means. They've got this 180-degree skewed, flipped up on its script, wrong perception of what being a soldier or a child of God is really supposed to be. And it ain't all puppies, kittens, and rainbows, folks. You'll be persecuted. You'll be laughed at. You'll be mocked. You'll be spit on. You'll probably be murdered and martyred. It's not an easy road. And ain't no disciple, and ain't nobody that was a prophet of God was a perfect individual. So I don't want to hear that coming out of people's mouths. And every time I do, I zip it and I correct them very quickly. Who are you to tell me anything about Christianity when you have no idea what it even is? You have no idea. Most pastors of churches have no idea what being a Christian really is. No clue. No clue. And that's why I get so upset. Like I said the other day, I posted something the other day. Where's my phone? I want to read something that I posted the other day. Posted this on social media. By the way, folks, if you're not following me on Telegram, True Social, Instagram, Twitter, which I can't stand, or uh, Getter, please follow me on all of those platforms, okay? And you can go to rumble.com on my talent card section, and all of our social medias are right there. You can click quick connect to each one of them. I want, to see, I want you to hear what I wrote the other day. I wrote, resumes and background checks can only tell you where I've been. But you can't judge me on where I've been. Once I was made new in the eyes of God through Christ, resumes and background checks became obsolete. If you want to know who I am today and going forward, my updated resume is in the Bible. Join me. Very simple. Very, very, very simple. And like I said, most people on this planet who will criticize Jesus, God, and Christianity have no idea what following Christ even means. Because if they did, they would understand that we are convicted of our wrongdoings and our sins every single 
hour of every single day. Every time I look in a mirror, every time I see a reflection of myself in one of these TV screens here or something like that, I look at myself and I am convicted of the wrong that I've done in that last hour. Every hour of every day. And that's what they don't understand. There is no amount of name calling. There is no amount of conviction. There's no amount of accusatory language. There's no amount of rhetoric. There's no amount of anything that you can say to me that's going to hurt me more than my own realization of the sins that I commit every hour of every single day. You're wasting your breath. How many of you, Jeremy, please correct the donations. I have many others been double charged by error. I cannot correct them, but you can send an email to support at rumble.com if you sent in, uh, uh, too much. I don't have the ability to correct that. I just don't have the, the resources to be able to do that. I don't have the ability to, to, to refund or anything like that. Um, that's why we've had to like write checks back and send them to people, but, but you can rectify that. If you email support at rumble.com, I'm sorry that's happening. I don't know why that happened to some people. Hold on. Um, Kane AAP says I must be deaf, dumb, and blind. I pray. I ask God and Jesus and the Holy spirit for guidance. And I met with silence 99% of the time. So Question mark. Well, I was going to go off on something here and talk about something, but I think I need to talk about that right now. Nine point nine times out of ten, if you if you feel you're not getting answered, your prayers are not being answered, then you are guilty of doing something that God is not going to meet you halfway until you're done doing. Maybe it's somebody that you haven't forgiven yet. Maybe you're holding grudge against somebody and you've just not let it go. Maybe you are sinning at an astronomical amount and you are not repenting for your sins. Maybe just maybe you don't know how to hear a response, but you're here. You are here. So that means if you're here, then you're in maybe not the right place, but you're in a right place. You're in a righteous place with righteous people here. God obviously brought you here for a reason. Trust me. Trust me, there's been many times, many, many times, even in the recent past where I've prayed and I have felt so far from God, I've cried. I have felt so far from God, I've cried. And do you know what I do to get my ears cleaned out so I can hear him again? Or maybe my eyes cleaned out, maybe the focus, my eyes brought in focus so I can see him again. I run as fast as I can back to scripture. I run as fast as I can back to scripture. I put in my earbuds, I get on an, a, a Bible app and I just listen and I listen and I listen. Do you want to know why? Because my wife gave me some very good advice a long time ago when we became Christians. And I'm sad for you that you're not hearing God talk back. Trust me, I am sad. Hurts my heart when I hear people say that stuff because I know what it's like. My wife gave me some good advice a long time ago. Best advice I ever got when it came to the Bible. I'd read the Bible and I'd say, I don't get it. 
And she'd say what? And I'd say, I don't get it. If this says this, then why this? If this says this, then why this? I was left with more questions than I was satisfied with answers. And my wife would say to me, three words, just keep reading. She would say, just keep reading. And 100% of the time, she was right. 100% of the time. You get the answers to your questions... And you get the answers to your prayers in the word of God. A hundred percent of the time. There's never been a time where I have not gotten what I seeked by putting my nose or at least my ears in the word of God. Sometimes, and here's a good, there's a good, point right there sometimes his answer is no <laughs> if it's not according to his will sometimes his answer is no and you're just going la 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 I'm not hearing you until you give me a yes la 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 how's that worked out for you I'm not talking about you specifically I'm just saying you as in everyone now I want to get back to what I was talking about And that's those people that think that they are saying something to you that's going to bother you or hurt you, or they think that they are going to say something that's a I got your moment to a Christian. And like I told you, there is nothing that anybody can say to me. There's no gotcha moment that you can do that will convict me more than what the Holy Spirit does every hour of every day. So I was getting to a point. Now, I know most of us do not respect this man anymore. Maybe never have, but I was in the hip-hop music business for a very, very long time. So if I was in the hip-hop music business as a 43-year-old man, then you must know that in that time, Marshall Mathers, a.k.a. Eminem, was somebody that I looked up to not for his actions and what he said and how he lived his life, but with his skill to put words together in a rhyming form. I always looked up to the man for that. But there was a movie that he put out called Eight Mile. Now, today he's a lost, confused loser, and he probably always was. So was I. That's probably why I followed him. But having said that, there was a movie he made called Eight Mile. And in that movie, he does something that has never been done in battle rap that I'd ever seen. And this is why this man is known as the GOAT, the greatest of all time, when it comes to rap and hip-hop, okay? Putting words together in rhyme form. Because when he, it's supposed to be where you say something and you, and this is for people who don't know what battle rap is. You say stuff, you have like 60 seconds or two minutes or whatever to say as many insults as you can about the person uh, standing next to you. And then they go, right? So you go back and forth and you try to do gotcha moments. Well, I, tr- I promise you I'm getting somewhere with this. Eminem, when it was his turn 
to go in the very last one. He sat there and he sat and he and he and he said everything bad about himself that you could possibly think. He said, I am a bomb. I am white. I do live in a trailer park with my mom. I do got a dumb friend named Cheddar Bob who shot himself in his leg with his own gun. I did get jumped by all six of you chumps. I am worthless. I, he basically said everything that anybody could ever say about him in a rap battle. And the reason why he did it was to leave his opponent with no ammo. And he, and he gave him the mic and he said, here, now tell these people something they don't know about me. And he threw the mic to him and he, and he caught the mic. My point in saying that story is he took away all their ammo. They had none because there's nothing that that person could say about him that he didn't already convict and say about himself. Mag American said, and I'm still screaming. Yeah, exactly. Adam Calhoun is the goat. No, I'm the goat. Okay. I'm the goat. None of these people were doing political or MAGA rap until me. I was the first one. So I'm claiming that GOAT status. Just saying. Uh, but yeah, very, very, uh, it was, it, 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 he, basically, he basically flipped the script and they didn't have anything that they could say. They didn't, there's nothing they could say. Same thing with Christianity. Do not let these other people have any kind of fodder thrown your way about you being a Christian or what you should do to be a better Christian. Don't even let Christians tell you that you're not a Christian and that you don't have a relationship with Jesus if you haven't done X, Y, and Z. Nobody knows your relationship with Jesus, period. Nobody. We have 1,100 people watching. I want to thank you all for being here so very much. And also, please rumble the video while you're here. That's just quickly giving it a thumbs up. And share the video if you can. I would really appreciate it. Bad Moon says, you can't do unto me that I haven't already done unto myself. Exactly. Exactly. So let me get back to my verse of the day here, which was what I was reading. I'm just reading some of your comments up there. Hold on. Angel Girl just said in the chat, can we pop this up so I can put it on the screen? Angel Girl said right here, I was lying on my bed asking God why. What do I have to do? Bible in front of me, sore throat, hurting, and a wind came through the window, and the pages turned to a heading in my Bible, a call to a rep. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. CQ says, God knows our motives, our hearts, and our love for him. He does. He knows everything. He's the only one that's been in our tomorrow. You know, I wrote a song called Tomorrow's Tomorrow once. I know I, I know I go off on a lot of different things here. But I wrote a song called Tomorrow's Tomorrow. And the chorus said, uh, let's see if I can remember this now. It was, um, yesterday was so far away, but not as far as tomorrow's tomorrow. So let's forget about the things we say. 
And let's just worry about today. Don't let it slip away. Away. Don't worry about the little games they play. Tomorrow starts today. Today. Don't worry about the little games they play. Tomorrow starts today. And that was a song. I'm very proud of that song. The only thing I don't like about that song is that song was written a year before I became a Christian. And I actually used the Lord's name in vain in the song. I actually say the word GD. And I hate it. I hate it. Because this song is fire. If you guys want to find that song, type in Tomorrow's Tomorrow. Team Dilligaf, D-I-L-L-I-G-A-F. You'll love it. It's a great song, other than that one part. Other than that one part. All right, let's get back to this verse here, because I'm running out of time. Um, The Holy Spirit guided them to John, where they then were able to ask their questions about their lives and how they should act moving forward. John gave them the very precise and simple instructions at the same time as being humbled enough to reassure them that he was not the Messiah and that he wasn't even fit to untie the sandals of the one to come. He gave those people valid instructions on how to conduct themselves moving forward. They had the map, they had the direction, and they had the instructions. We today have the same thing without the persecution for believing in Jesus, at least not yet. So there is no excuse for us to remain an unbeliever or a skeptic. Amen? There is no excuse for sitting on the fence. There is no excuse for allowing yourself to be joyless, depressed, selfish, or afraid. There is love, acceptance, grace, and mercy waiting for you to claim it. Can we do that today? Can we stop making excuses and start making a life worthy of putting a smile on God's holy face? Think about that. Is what you're doing today going to put a smile on God's face? Would it? Would what you're doing, saying, how you're leading your life, would that put a smile on God's face in heaven looking down on you? Would God be looking down on you smiling? Not just because of, you know, what you do throughout the day, but just who you are, your heart. Does God know your heart? Do you know, do you, do you know that God knows your heart? Do you have a relationship with Jesus to the point where you Know your heart. Jeremy, when will God start striking down the evil ones running our country and our world? Well, A, I'm not a prophet, so I don't know when. B, I would tell you he already is. I would tell you he already is. He's already striking down these people by giving them diseases, illnesses. I wouldn't say giving them this, but allowing these things to happen. Look at, look at Dianne Feinstein. Look at Biden. Look at Hunter. Look at some of these people. Do you think that they're happy in their lives? Yeah, he might not be taking them down the way we want them taken down, but I guarantee you these people live in absolute misery. Think of that. We may, not, we may not see the demise that's going on in their personal lives, but we, you can bet your bottom dollar that these people are living in misery and in pain and in depression and in loneliness and pedophilia thoughts. They are not living good lives. 
They are living very decayed, broken, and destructive lives. Don't think that these people are having a good, uh, a good time in their lives being evil and, 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 and getting over on everybody. And their time for you to see what you want to see will come. It will come. But don't think these people live happily and, and, and with joy. These people know no joy and they know no peace like you and I feel. They just don't have that. So we, might, we, might, we want to see them pay for their crimes in an earthly and societal uh, fashion. And don't get me wrong, I want to see that too. But what you must understand is what are these people going through in their spirit, spiritually? What are these people going through physically in their lives behind the door? I guarantee you that these people are feeling plagues like the Egyptians felt. We don't need to know when things are going to happen if we trust in God and do our job every day to move forward and to move the kingdom of heaven forward, okay? We don't need to know the exact time. We don't even know the exact time Jesus is going to come back. But we do have his promise of what happens when he does, and we do have his instructions and the map to navigate and make the better decisions for our lives and everybody around us until that day comes. Amen? How many of you have this? How many of you have this book, America Under Attack? How many of you get the trumpet daily in the mail for free? Publications. Well, you see that guy on the back right there, Stephen Flurry? Yeah, he has a show here on LFA TV now on Saturdays. His father, Gerald Flurry, wrote America Under Attack. And if you want to know what's in this book, and you're like me, you're not a very good reader, go watch the last episode of Trumpet Daily last Saturday on LFA TV. They go hard on Barack Hussein Obama. And they do it from a biblical point of view and put God first. Ladies and gentlemen, Trumpet Daily here on LFA TV is a show that I think everybody should watch on Saturdays at 10 a.m. And I think you should all go to TrumpetDaily.com or TheTrumpet.com right now, if you haven't, and sign up for their free publication. It's worth it. And they are very, very, very kind to the sponsorship that they give us every month. And that sponsorship then gets transferred over to our Christian school for more and more and more kids to leave public school and go to a Christian school. That is our, that's one of our missions that my wife and I are on. Jeremy, is the Saturday show on the LFA Rumble channel? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's on the LFA Rumble channel. Another thing that you guys probably don't know, let me show you real quick, if I can, is we now have another LFA TV channel. We have LFA TV, but we also have LFA TV short clips. So let me pull this up for you. Here it is right here. So if you guys go, we only have 74 followers there right now, but we started putting our short clips on its own page. And the reason why we did that was because we were pretty much overloading our channel and causing problems. So we have a short clip page. Eli, if you can grab the link and put it in the comment section and the comment section below for people, we're asking everybody to go follow this page. This is where you're going to see all of our four minute or less short clips right here. 
Okay, so we have LFA TV for the shows and LFA TV short clips for the short clips. Please go follow that page today, okay? Now, I have not even read from our books today. We've been spending our entire day talking about the verse of the day, but sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. So let me read from that now. And it's from Ephesians 3.12. And Ephesians is where you get your uh, armor of God right? How many of you can name all the armor of God pieces? That should be a trivia question. And if everybody answered that trivia question, we should send them something free without looking it up. That's the key. That's the key. I always get one or two wrong. Let's see. Helmet of salvation, sword of spirit, uh, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth. Ah, is that five of them? Shoes of, oh, what are the shoes? It's very hard. It's kind of like naming the 50 states. It's like, you know all the armor of God pieces until you try to name them all, right? Wait, what did he, a new page? T. Mitchell, it's a short clip page. It's called LFA TV Short Clips, okay? I have never thought of them all, said Arthur Texas. This is something that we should all have in our brain all the time. But anyway, let me get to this. Uh, yeah, shoes of peace, I think it is. I think it's shoes of peace, right? Anyway, bold faith, Ephesians 3.12. We have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in Christ, right? Dads never need to be shy about praying boldly for their children. The bolder the prayer, the more God likes it. Think about that. Think about that. The more bold the prayer, the more God likes it. He sounds like me. God sounds like me. Father, it's with boldness and confidence that I pray for my children. You've given them to me and have assigned me to the role of being their father. Therefore, I can pray boldly for your blessings on their young lives. Create a heart in them that hungers for you. Wow, that's powerful. Keep them from danger and dangerous people. May they have, if you send your children to public school, you are not keeping them from danger and dangerous people. Just telling you that right now. Okay. Convict yourself on that one. May they have a holy hatred for the sin that so easily besets us. Call them Lord, not just under your kingdom, but into your service. Give them a mission in this life designed by just for them. Thank you, father, for hearing my bold prayer. That's page 133 of One Minute Prayer for Dads. Okay? Mag Americans wants a show on LFA TV so bad, and I know he does, I, I, and, and I'm not saying no to him. I'm just saying we have to very slowly roll out different shows. He said, give me the 3 a.m. slot. You can hide me in the corner. I've never seen anybody try so hard to get an LFA TV show. Mags, we're going to talk. Trust me. When the time is right, you're on the list. I know you don't, people don't like being on lists, right? <laughs> but you're on the list, my brother. We love you. God bless you. It's, just very, it's not easy to roll out a new show. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's not as easy as you think anyway. All right, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America. I want to thank Trumpet Daily, Stephen Flurry, Gerald Flurry. Thank you for uh, sponsoring 
uh, rise up every day. You guys, uh, you do, you're doing a good thing there. I want to thank all of you. I want to thank everybody who donated today to help Chris and his family. Okay, we're going to send that check out to him uh, right off shortly here on the 1st. I want to thank all of you who shared and liked and rumbled the video. God bless you. You guys are wonderful people. And I could not go throughout my day without each and every one of you every single day. My mom messaged me yesterday and she goes, geez. And I go, what? She goes, thanks a lot for saying you're closer to the LFA family than you are me. I'm your own mother. I said, what do you want me to say, mom? I love you. Love you very much. But come on. I don't see you every day. I don't spend every moment of uh, every hour of every day with you like I do the people. And you used to beat me with a belt. What am I supposed to say? I love you, Mom. Anyway, we're going to take you out the same way we brought you in with some Jesus Does by We the Kingdom. Thank you all for being here. And remember, Sean Farish is coming up next. And folks, I know that all of you don't watch every show, but if you guys could each go into every show throughout the day, I think there's like 11 shows, and just rumble it, give it a rumble, then we can take over the top 20 leaderboard every single day. I'm asking for your help. Thank you very much. God bless you. And remember, folks, We're always going to be committed to spreading the gospel and spreading the truth and furthering the kingdom of God before anything else. So thank you again. God bless you. Have a great morning. And I'll see you in Sean Farish's live chat coming up next. Peace out. Rise every morning, colors the sky With the shades of his glory Wakes us with mercy and love Jesus does Holds the orphan, comforts the widow, cries for injustice, feels every sorrow, carries the pain of his children, Jesus does. So we sing praise to the Father who gave us the Son, praise to the Spirit. Oh